Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in this present moment. This is Eric Castillo here with another beautiful episode of the Infinite Talks podcast. And I say beautiful because, man, I like to start off the show with a good vibration, a good frequency. And today I have a good episode. I've been marinating on this two ideas that I'm going to share today. I'm going to talk about the algorithm, a.k.a. the matrix. And also, I'm also going to talk about Timberland. Who knows about Timberland? Some hip-hop producer from back in the days, a little bit, you know, on the shadows now. He's not really in the limelight right now. But, but, if you start uh, investigating what is he up to, you'll be surprised that you'll find him on TikTok. And on TikTok, he's actually doing an amazing, amazing live, uh, I guess, broadcast. He's broadcasting live. And what he's doing now... And it's very, very interesting what he's doing. He's actually working on like, uh, it's kind of like America's Got Talent for R&B and hip hop or just music talent. So what he's doing, he's going on his TikTok live. You know, it took it, he took control of the production. He, could t- he took control of the power to stream. He's not even using any gimmicks, man. It's just straight up raw. Like he's like on the camera live it's one of the funniest shows i've seen on tiktok and on you know entertainment in the last few years because I'm, honestly i don't even watch tv you know it's when i watch tv it's just maybe baseball to watch the cubs play and you know, every so often i'll watch you know just something with my wife and the kids but normally don't watch any news don't watch any of that stuff so or any any entertainment shows but this one it wasn't tiktok i was going through my tiktok a few weeks ago and I saw Timberland, right? I was like, oh, what is he? What is he streaming about? He's on his live. And let me, let me check it out. So I was I was in it for a few minutes. And I was a little bit confused at first because I, I just see him, like, bobbing his head. And there's people in the background singing. And there's people in the background, like, on his live. You know, they're they're actually live with him. You know, he, he, he invites them to his live broadcast. And what they have to do is demonstrate their talent. You know, show off one of their songs show off one of their you know uh, or show off their voice and he gives him like a thumbs up or a thumbs down but he doesn't use a thumbs up thumbs down approach he actually uses uh, a lot of sounds gimmicks so on, on those sounds that he uses kind of like a if it, if it has a good beat or a good song and he'll like, hey, hey, hey he'll be like he has a sound for that but if it's usually normally it's a lot of people that you know have some talent but it's not like the talent he's looking for so he puts a sound that goes uh 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 so everyone knows everybody knows who everybody who watches that show already and used to it they know that when they hear that uh 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 they know that the whack, the artist is whack or that you know Timbaland is not feeling it and honestly bro some of these people that come on this uh on this you know uh show they're like super talented bro like these guys are amazing these people like it's like young kids, you know, older folks, you know, all kinds of people from around the world and around the States. But he has the, an ear of a super producer. So for his taste, for his professional, you know, outlook, I guess that's why, you know, in the industry, it's hard to make it as well. Like you, you think you might have the talent, but when it comes down to like people who have that kind of a authority or not authority but experience 
they can they have a different ear a set of ears man and they can hear the frequency for for what it is you know like okay that's that needs work or you know what that's not it and then oh shit that's it so i've seen a little bit of both most of the time timberland he actually says that's whack you know like uh, uh, uh. the good thing about that is that most of the people take constructive criticism from him very well not everyone some people get pissed off and they start telling him off it it's funny though because there's no control here like the only one who's controlling the, the live feed is him there's no producers there's no writers there's no uh no limelight their own commercials it's straight raw good entertainment real fun because at the at the at the end of the day you actually get timberland's point of view and opinion you know like and you hear people from across the nation hip-hop artists you know r&b singers you know all kinds of artists and they're all chiming in trying to get his attention and trying to get his approval and then I don't even know if what happens is that if he actually because I haven't really seen him that much. I've seen him maybe like a good five to six times a stream and it's always entertaining. But I've never seen the end game. Like what is like what they get out of it. I know that for most for the most part, all these folks get exposure. There's about two thousand. I mean, twenty thousand people viewing this live stream. And the power of this technology, man. Back in the days, I don't think Timberland could have put this together, man. Like, maybe he would have pitched this idea to, you know, to the ABC, NBC, uh, CBS, Fox, all these people. And they would have been like, no, your demographic is not going to tune in or whatever. You know, you know how it is. But, man, he's doing it his own. I don't even think he's like, I don't know how if he's making any money from it as far as, like, advertising goes or promotion. But I know he's getting money or at least might be making some money through tiktok as they give they give to him and a lot of a lot of his fans they view this show and i don't even know if it was planned bro i think timberland just kind of created it off of me you know trying it out you know like trying out the technology so he's been on, on the on tiktok live and it's been pretty fun this past few i mean at least for me i've, I've seen it this past month maybe like month and a half and it's been very interesting how People are entertained by it and people want to tune in because they want to get his professional, uh, I guess, point of view. You know, they want to see his opinion. They want to see if, if they got what it you know, takes. And for the most part, like I told you, he gets that uh, 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 and another sounds that he uses to say that they're not doing well. But I think it's amazing that he's having that interaction like face to face. When would you have that kind of interaction straight from your home? Like many, many years ago, even like a few years ago, that wasn't even possible. So now for somebody to have that ability, let's say I wanted to show off my rapping skills, which I don't have, you know, like, or my producer skills, which I need to work on, you know, let's say I would go, come on and sh I wouldn't be able to do that years ago. I would be like, all right, and wanna, let me send my beat to Timberland, see if he likes it. If that's, that would take like a whole six months to 10 months or even like never turn around. So this is great technology. It's a, it's an algorithm, which is leading up to my next topic. The Timberland found a way to tap into his, to his fans, not only to his fans but to the the community at large. You know, the artists, the community of artists in our nation, in our world. They all need an avenue, man, and everyone has is hungry, right? Everybody's hungry. Everybody thinks they have talent, and a lot of these folks don't have an outlet. And yeah, we do have this technology nowadays where, like, you can send your form, your, your music on 
on these apps, on SoundCloud, you know, all these new apps that just came up in the last few years where artists can be independent, you know, share their music on Spotify, la la la. But at the same time, you don't get the same exposure to the to the right amount of folks. And it's possible, you still can do it. You don't have to go that route. But I'm just saying this is a, a pretty interesting route that people are taking. And for the most part, man, everybody who comes on that show has a lot of talent. The bad thing is that some people get pissed off when Timberland is like, man, you don't got it. You need to work on it. And it's funny, man, because, well, he's very blunt. You know, he's a, he's a freaking producer, man. Work with a, one of the top producers in the world. You know, he's worked with so many artists and made so many, you know, platinum records. And he has all this talent, man. And he's going to be blunt about it. He's like, man, I've heard that before. You need to work on, uh, no, that's not, not it. You know, you need to work. You need, I love his constructive criticism. And especially when the folks are, like, genuine to, like, listen to it. And he, he actually humbles down to actually give them the criticism, right? But when they're belligerent and stuff, he's like, nah, man. All right, man, it's to get out of here, fool. You know, like, you need to work on your stuff, you know. And he's a little bit of both. Like, he can be, he can be a little bit arrogant and, hum, um, and he can be humble as well. But he, he has a great show. Go check it out on Timbaland, um, on TikTok. I don't know when he streams. He probably streams all throughout the day. He, he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't have to do anything, to be honest. I don't even know if he's working with, you know, artists at the moment professionally. Or maybe he is. This is probably his side gig, you know, or side, not even side gig. I don't even think this, he needs this kind of money. He's just doing it more for the attention and the interest of, the possibilities out there. So go check him out, man. Timberland on, on TikTok. Live streams. Pretty funny, hilarious, and entertaining. I just love that he was able to take that approach and create something out of nothing. You know, and, and maybe somebody gave him some guidance, maybe not. But as what I've seen, he's by himself in his studio or in his room. It looks like it's some kind of room. He's just listening to people's music all day or throughout the night when he's streaming live and you're able to get some sort of entertainment because these people are trying to you know it's kind of like a talent show you know a talent show on tiktok and at the same time he's giving some criticism every so often he likes this stuff and he's like "Woo, this is oh this is good i like that i like this like the other day a 19 year old singer came out a female singer and she rocked it, man. She she did something that, you know, caught his ear. And he's like, man, I got to talk to you and all this stuff. And they uh, exchange information, obviously, there, you know. And it's just the opportunity you get to meet a super producer that can change your whole life, man. And it can happen in a split second if you have the right content, the right idea, the right song, the right mindset, you know, the right intuition. All of this comes into play when it comes to you know, something like this. So this, uh, when you think you have the talent and you know you have the talent, and then you have somebody right there listening to you, and you never know, man. You get the right opportunity, especially with nowadays with all this technology that we have. Also, uh, recently, some of the most before I get into the algorithm, I want to talk about a little about peso pluma. Those who know peso pluma, or those who don't know peso pluma, peso pluma is this up and coming hot artist that's coming out of Mexico. Guadalajara, Jalisco area. He uh, sings corridos, corridos tumbados, if you want to call it. But he likes to say that he's a overall artist. But I think his forte is that he's able to make great corridos. He has a good um, a way to 
a little process that he uses. And the process that he uses, he's been talking about how he, he writes his music, how he records his music. He has a cousin. So him and his cousin are like one unit. His cousin is from Sinaloa. Sinaloa is where like, you know, El Chapo and all those people are from. The, you know, the cartels and, you know, living in Mexico, you get a little bit of a glimpse all, all the time about all that lifestyle. So a lot of his music, a lot of his content is on that kind of culture. Not all of it. He has all kinds of songs and they're really good songs. I really like the artist. Peso Pluma is an up and coming artist. And for me, like the first time I heard it was like a few, maybe like a month ago. And I was like, wait, who is this kid? So, you know, I had a couple of beers, jamming out to the music. And I was like, hey, this is pretty fire, man. I'm going to jam out to this stuff. And then when I found out he's from Guadalajara, you know, my dad's motherland, I was like, hey, even better, brother. So his process is that his, his cousin from Sinaloa, he writes the music. He writes the songs. He sends them to, to Peso Pluma, which his name is Hassan. Hassan, he actually... You know, puts it together with his own voice and he follows the melody that his cousin gave him. And then they put the instruments on top of that. Easy formula, easy algorithm. And all of a sudden, they're like the top artist in the world right now. <laughs> it's crazy. He uh he actually blew up last year with a song called El Velicon. And it's a song about, you know, nar- narco lifestyle. You know, like all this lifestyle of, of all the drug dealers, how they have, you know, assassins and all this shit. And the song blew up because, I mean, Mexico and a lot of people that live in the States, we all vibe with that. Not that we vibe with it, but we understand the culture. I'm not saying that, oh, I, 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 uh, I approve of that frequency, but I actually approve that there is kind of like hip hop. Hip hop talks about all the shit that's going on in the streets, right? Well, these guys are talking about all the shit that happens in the jungles of Mexico and the streets of Mexico and across these two as well, like how they work internationally in the States as well. So the corridos have this vibe of the narco culture, but they also have a lot of good music on, you know, love and breakups and, you know, the typical love songs that we all hear. But they have this one song that's blowing up right now. Like, I think it's the hottest song in the top 50 the charts spotify charts and it was actually written by an artist from california from la or from the la area i think no no wait from the modesto area modesto california the name of this artist is eslabon armado eslabon armado and the name of the song is called ella baila sola dude it's a jam ella baila sola is an amazing song has Man, I can, I can listen to that song like over and over. And then when I stop listening to it, it's just playing in my head. It's very catchy. But there's, there's a little bit of a, what do you call it? Controversy right now. Because the original writer for that song was Eslabon Armado, which is, the, I think his real name of the, of the artist, that's the name of the group. But the name of the artist who wrote it, the actual guy who wrote it, his name is Pedro Tovar. This guy's from Modesto, California, a young kid, maybe like 23, 22. Young kid, young kid very very humble too he says that he's been writing music for a few years now but this is a has been i think pro like writing music pro professionally and actually touring for the last three years but this has been his like the latest song that he wrote and it went like man i don't even know like 10 times platinum already it's crazy 
But if the the thing is that he's a little bit butt hurt because Peso Pluma is the only one getting credit for that song, and he's not getting any credit. So he came out on YouTube a couple of days ago, and he was talking about how he's kind of butt hurt that hey, all the attention is on Peso Pluma, but what about me? I'm the one who wrote the song. They haven't even invited me to all these events that they've invited him to you know they invited him to coachella they invited him they invited peso pluma to coachella they invited peso pluma to the jimmy fallon show and he's singing my song like dude that's whack bro like what was where's the the you know the the partnership that we had formed so he's kind of buttered about that and you know that's the music industry like you know at the same time peso pluma was pretty hot you know this this past year I didn't even know about him until a year ago. I mean, until a couple of weeks ago, a month ago. But he had been, you know, popping charts for a while. So I think it worked hand in hand for both of them that they collaborated on this song. But I think, I think uh, Peso Pluma Hassan was on his way up with, you know, stardom. So this guy, Pedro Tovar, caught him at the right time to do a duet. And it blew up his song, but the thing is that, you know, Peso Pluma, you need to be conscious that this guy has all the limelight in him right now. So, you know, talking for this young guy, Pedro Tovar, I think he just, you know, maybe a little bit immature yet about understanding the way life happens. And at the same time, not even feeling sad about that. I actually use this more as a gratitude moment to like, hey, I'm blowing up, even though I'm not having to put all the work, even though I did the song, you know, I created the song. And being grateful that, you know, there's this his song is reaching new plateaus, higher plateaus. He's going to get a lot of work from this song alone. There's going to be a lot of people writing that wanted him to write a song for him or even his own group, his own band called Eslabon Armado. They're going to get a lot of gigs from this from this uh, blowing uh, this song that's just blowing up. And they already blew up before this song. So they already have like about 30 million followers on on Spotify is amazing. Some a 23 year old band, like kids, they're they're all kids, man. They have a band that has about 30 million followers, or it might be, oh, I don't even know. I just saw millions, and I was like, wow, these guys are doing it already big. But it's amazing to see these kind of artists blowing up with all this technology. You know, being being true to themselves, using their talents, you know, changing their decision making. Um. Just being being very, very uh, creative. And this guy, uh, Pedro, Tovar, Hassan, or Peso Pulma, whatever you want to call him, they're making amazing strides to become, you know, great artists internationally and also re- recognized for, for, for the region that they play in. And that, uh, most of their music is, uh, they call it Regional Mexico, Mexicana. So a lot of the people that listen to this music are from mexico and people that live in the border states you know with, uh, from mexico which is california arizona texas you know all these all these uh, different states we have access to that music because that's what plays on our um i guess frequencies and all over the world too i think it um if you look at all the charts a lot of these songs that i'm talking about or these artists that are from the corridos tumbados vibe they're blowing up all over the world and 
Real quickly, I uh, just wanted to say that I think Bad Bunny put them on the map a little bit by by uh, by coincidence or just by chance. Because, and it was weird because a lot of people say, oh, Bad Bunny, this is Bad Bunny, though. But Bad Bunny, back in 2020, right before the COVID or right after the COVID, right during the COVID, he actually collaborated with a, an artist from Mexico, Nathaniel Cano. And I remember when I heard that song, I was like, man, that's lit. I like that song. So I actually jammed that song a lot. And that was like one of the first times I actually liked a Corrido Tumbado song. And it was Nathaniel Cano with Bad Bunny. And I was like, man, that song is fire, right? And that was like the, the only time I actually heard something like that. And then after that, I started downloading, or not downloading, but actually researching the songs that Nathaniel Cano makes. And he had a couple of songs that were good, but, you know, I just tuned out after a while. But it's always in my back burner because I know that a lot of the people here in this region listen to Corridos Tumbados, especially now it's like more common for people to listen to that. But all these artists, you know, they actually blew up in this last couple of years, like tremendously. And they're all over the world now. And, and it's amazing the type of music they can make and how receptive the people around the world are to actually take them in. So... Yeah, man, I wanted to talk about that today. I was going to talk about the algorithm, but I'm going to leave that for another episode. The algorithm episode is going to be awesome. Y'all tune in. I've been writing notes on that just to check it out. But it's a little bit of synopsis on how we we make our life, create our life, and how we live in this matrix. So thank you so much for tuning in. This is Eric Castillo here with another beautiful episode of the Infinite Talks podcast. Remember, guys, we are not a brand. We are a frequency. Peace out.